0: Welcome to the Ephesiology Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the study of the early Christian movement and its implications for the church today. Today we are joined by Michael, our resident ephesiologist. My name is Andrew Johnson. I am the associate pastor at Neartown Church in Houston, Texas. And we are launching yet again another season of the Ephesiology podcast. Uh, Michael, what season number is this?
1: You know what? I'm thinking that it's season four.
0: That's what uh, I was wondering. Or if we or did, we skip season three though. Do we never actually declare a finish on one season, but we know this is like our fourth year doing this. So we declare yeah, season
1: four. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's how we operate around here.
0: Well, for those keeping track at home, we are calling this season four. And if you've lost season three, um, good luck finding it. Uh, well, that was, uh,
1: well, no, season two would have been the COVID year, right? Oh, and uh, We might say even part of season three. Uh, so we've all lost that. We've so lost no a lot of things. We're confused. Well, welcome
0: to the uh, fuzzy start of season four of the Ephesiology podcast. Now, um, (laughs) oftentimes, um, when we do an intro like this, uh, I'll introduce Michael, I'll introduce myself. And I'll say that our uh, fair friend, Matt, he's off away and he's doing some things. Uh, But at the start of season four, we want to make a clearer announcement about that. So Michael, what, what are we announcing at the start here of season four?
1: Well, Matt's sadly not going to join us this season, and uh, and we're sad about that. We love Matt, and he has just had such an influence on all of us in terms of what we do on the podcast and the tone that we've set for the podcast, and we're uh, sad that he's not going to join us this year, but for good reason, uh, not because we're, we've fallen out with Matt. We love him very much. Uh, but for good reason, he wants to take a, a break, step aside for a bit, and and really wrestle with some things that he's been dealing with um, that are going on in our culture and in Christianity and and so on.
0: Yeah, he's going to take a, a forward look at some of those things and and deal with that there in Florida with his family and and not be doing so on a hot mic for you all to see and listen to constantly. So. Um, yep. It is. It is with some major sadness from Michael and I to start off our podcast to let that be known, um, because that is Matt's just such a necessary voice uh, on this podcast, mm-hmm. and so Michael and I, I think, are gonna, it's going to take a while for us to get our bearings uh, for what is a physiology without Matt uh, as a podcast. Uh, but we will do our best. We will absolutely do our best. Uh, Matt, know that if I have the skills, I'm going to put some like sad minor key music underneath this announcement <laughs> just so that we can convey um this is this is something that Michael and I are both very sad about and you the listeners are probably sad too. Um but uh Matt's still available uh out in the world. You can find him on Twitter and Facebook and uh probably yeah. get at him
1: there. And he's um, doing well yeah, he too. Is. We we stay in contact with him and his family. And Matt's doing well. He's, he's uh, in a good place in Florida, uh, doing some good work. And of course, we still uh, partner with him through our relationship with Knox Theological Seminary. And, and so um, he's not completely gone, but we do certainly miss him. Matt, I, I know you're listening. We want you to know that we love you very much and, yep. and uh, miss you very much. Michael, when we were just talking about Matt and uh, the loss of him, he
0: is not dead to us. We do love him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's let's be careful how we say that. Uh,
0: You you can't get rid of me. So watch your back. Uh, So anyway, so uh, but while we were talking about Matt, you mentioned Knox Theological Seminary, uh, which I think is a really nice transition to be able to talk about all of the things that are happening right now or upcoming in the world of ephesiology. Uh, Michael, I, 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 I cede the floor to you. I think there's a
1: few things. Just a few things. I, I was writing these down this morning, and my head started to spin. And I thought, well, no <laughs> I feel really busy. We, we've had a lot going on, uh, and I'm grateful for that. I'm, I mean, I'm super excited with what the Lord has been doing in ephesiology and through ephesiology and. And uh grateful for all of those who have been participating. And there are so many people behind the scenes here too. It's just not Andrew and me. And uh and so there are a lot of people behind the scenes that have been working hard on developing courses and thinking about um movements and church planting and and uh, other areas that we're interested in and uh and I've been Very grateful for their input into the things that we're doing. And grateful for the partnerships, too, like with Knox Theological Seminary. Yep. Um, We're doing a uh, certificate in church planting with Knox. And so uh, if you're interested in church planting and and you come from a particularly reformed background, this is a great opportunity to uh, engage with thinking about uh, th- what does it look like to to plant uh, churches that are going to multiply and reproduce and and, uh, and uh, focus in on what we what we call the mental ecclesiology and, and ecclesiology and so on and so um, encourage you to check that out on our masterclasses website masterclasses.physiology.com and look for that partnership in that certificate degree program. Okay. So
0: we've got Knox. We've got that degree program. Uh, are there any other uh, classes or things that we'll be dropping are,
1: now or are soon? Are there any other? Are there any? Yeah, the, are there any? Are there any? Yeah, of course there are. And Andrew knows very well since he's been one of those contributors to some of the things that we've been doing. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, we're we're, uh, about to drop a, uh, well, we have dropped a new class uh, that Dr. Randy Newman developed uh, with us called Evangelism for the 21st Century. Our listeners might remember Randy from a podcast that we did on his book, Mere Evangelism. And so Randy has developed a course that uh, corresponds to that book. And so that is available now on masterclass.ephesiology.com. And I'm super excited about that course because evangelism is such a need. And Randy brings just a beautiful perspective because he admittedly is not an evangelist. And uh yet has developed this course for those of us who don't identify as evangelists, but understand that we have a responsibility to be engaged in evangelism in our communities. And so uh you can you can see that course on the physiology, uh the math classes.
0: Um can we can we ask Randy, can we talk to him and uh make a rule going forward that for all of the future classes that Randy brings to us. Um, that he has to actually have puns in the name that go along with Randy Newman's songs. So yeah, right. <laughs> if we can't, like we're not going to go for copyright infringement and we're not going to put like the full titles, but as long as we can have puns that lean towards Jesus, can we make that rule? Can we please?
1: Yeah, we? yeah, probably we, not. we should. Okay. It's different Randy Newman, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah. We should do that. Okay. Uh, so aside from Dr. Newman's class on evangelism, what else do we have?
1: Well, we have a great class that uh, one of our good friends developed, uh, the Jana Sundin. She, for many years, was professor of youth ministry, Christian ministries at Trinity International University. And Andrew, you had many classes with Jana, and she is just one that has is beloved by her students and uh, and colleagues. And so I cannot tell you how thrilled I was that Jana wanted to, to do this class with us. Of course, Jan and I worked together for 10 years at Trinity, and uh, I just have a deep appreciation for who she is as a person, but also for who she is as a scholar, as well as a practitioner. And so she's um, uh, put together a wonderful course that we're calling uh, uh, Regenerating Youth Engagement. And she draws on uh, her areas of expertise, as well as brings in people that have uh, long histories in youth ministry. Uh, And uh, so this is just one of those courses that if you are interested in youth ministry or you're currently engaged in youth ministry, you want to look at this course because uh, this is reflecting some of the most recent research on youth. And, uh, and also on some of the issues that youth are dealing with today. Okay, that sounds incredible. Uh, what, what else, Michael?
0: What else do we have with the Physiology <laughs> Masterclasses?
1: Well, we have a couple courses that are coming soon, some sooner than others. Uh, w- one of those is a course that I'm doing with John Moorhead and uh if if you are interested in new religious movements or what has what have been called pejoratively cults this is a course that you're going to want to uh, engage with and so John and I have developed a course that we're calling new religious movements and western spiritualities it corresponds with a book that uh th- we were a part of uh writing a number of years ago and we re-released that book Called. Uh, uh, let's see, what is the title of that book, Andrew? We need to have John on to to do a book launch, but um, or perspectives just tell us on the title. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Let's right. get well, him on for a podcast just
1: to give us that. Yeah, that. Well, the title is long enough to take up a whole podcast. It seems like, but it's uh, the book is Perspectives on post christendom Spiritualities. Evangelical Reflections on New Religious Movements and Western Spiritualities. And uh, we have a a number of of the top scholars in the world who have uh, been researching new religious movements uh, that have contributed to this book. Uh, People like uh, Gordon Melton, uh, Harold Netlin writes the foreword to it. Uh, we have John Yoder who uh, is talking about Buddhism in the United states um and just a number of other scholars uh including Craig blomberg uh who taught for many years at Denver, who writes a wonderful chapter on evangelical and Mormon dialogue that he's been a part of for decades mm. and uh and so it's a it's a great book uh the course is a great course, a lot of resources uh we we Talk about Satanism and Paganism and Wicca, uh, along with uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Mormons, and uh, and some of the issues that we're confronting overseas or addressing and interested in overseas, particularly in China, uh, where one of the fastest growing movements there is called uh, the Church of Almighty God, mm-hmm. and uh, so just a lot of great resources. So if you're interested in uh, the growth of religious movements around the world, new religious movements, this is going to be a wonderful course for you. Wonderful.
0: Wonderful. Any other bonus uh, content dropping on a physiology masterclasses?
1: Yeah, bonus content. We have uh, Dr. Tom Steffen, who is uh, just finishing up uh, his course on teaching in oral cultures. So if you're interested in the issue of orality and how that's being used in missions and even in contemporary uh, the narrative forms of storytelling, uh, you'll want to look at that course by Dr. Stefan. And then we have a course also that uh, will drop here very soon called Our Sacred Heritage, um, looking especially at the practices of the early church, uh, those practices that... Um, that be the form at the end of the first century, going into the second century, and uh, so we sp- we pay special attention there. And that course to the apostolic fathers. So I'm I'm looking forward to that course that course dropping as soon as well. Wow, this sounds like uh,
0: this is quite the the load of courses that we have available. Uh, now if somebody's super excited about um seeing this content, interacting with it, even taking any of these courses? um, Why should they? How can they and why should they?
1: Well, the how part is, of course, at masterclasses.ephesiology.com. And why should they? You know, and these are courses that we haven't developed just simply for the sake of increasing somebody's knowledge. Uh, yes, that will happen, and you'll be challenged in these courses to think uh, intellectually about the different topics. But as you know, Andrew, we are much more interested in what goes into a person's heart and then mm-hmm. what comes out in the practicality Absolutely. of this. And so these are courses that have been developed not only by academics, but practitioners. These are people who have engaged like Jana in ministry and and Tom in uh, the addressing issues of orality, and John, who uh, is very regularly engaged in conversations with people from different faith traditions. And so these are the practitioners, and they are some of the top practitioners in the world uh, on these topics. And so if you want to be current on new religions, youth ministry, orality, orality, and so on, then uh, I think this is the place that you want, you want to be. Um, yeah. Good. So that, that would be the why to, to these classes. Okay. And, and really the, I think better explained as learning experiences. Hmm. So, uh, you know, when we talk about classes and courses, sometimes we just, we go to a full scholastic mode. Cognitive. Yeah. But that's not what this is about. The scholastic is in there. The academic is in there but uh, also the practical uh, is in there as well.
0: Okay, so, so some of these these are learning experiences, right? This is what we're talking about, are, are things that we can use to grow in the practical. Yes, it is head. It, it is really heart, definitely hands. Um, what we are doing at aphysiology, though, like you talked about earlier, um, aphysiology is not just, it wasn't just Matt, Andrew, and Michael. Um, And it isn't just Andrew and Michael, because my goodness, the number of things that God has going on right now far has outpaced what you and I could have done uh, Mm -hmm. or even dreamed of doing. Um, Recently, I was talking about a and what God has been able to do through it. And I was like, we're not even we've not just like we've we've outkicked the coverage by miles miles. It's just so much farther than I thought ephesiology um, would ever get to. And that's really been through partnerships. I, I mm. think it's been not so much on the shoulders of certain people, but partnerships with uh, organizations and the heartbeat of seeing Jesus known throughout the world. And so, Michael, who <laughs> who have been the suckers who've come <laughs> alongside ephesiology? Uh, what what are some of those partnerships that we have been blessed to be a part of, or ones that are coming online now
1: yeah well and that's been a real blessing for sure, as people have learned more about what the physiology is about and and uh we see the intersection of our interests, so we plan we partner with a number of mission organizations that have a passion to see churches multiply around the world. So we're excited about our partnership with All Nations, Kansas City, and the work that they're doing with church planting and disciple making movements. Uh, we partner, of course, with uh, the, the organization that I am most closely aligned with and work with, uh, East West, uh, out of uh, Plano, Texas, and that we share that common passion for movements and training and ensuring that those movements are healthy. So we do a lot of work uh, in India, in particular, with uh, with our leaders there. And then we partner with um, the whole host of things that Alan Hirsch has been a part of, with Five Q and Movement Leaders Collective, and uh, and their hundred movements publishing, and and uh, excited about what Alan has contributed, uh, not only in our courses, but in our friendship. Uh, we love Alan and really have appreciated him being on our our podcast.
0: Let's be honest. I feel uh, Alan, you and Alan are definitely uh, blood brothers at some point because both of you have a bazillion ideas. You go to sleep and you wake up with new books written, new organizations started. I mean, the two of you are absolutely, I, I'm just so thankful he's, We've been able to be in his orbit. He's been able to be ours in ours because it is just so fun to just kind of watch things continue to expand
1: uh, and grow. He's a great brother. I enjoyed him so much. And I think particularly during this COVID era that we've been in, uh, Alan's been a breath of fresh air to my soul as we've interacted uh, sometimes on a daily basis on many different issues that we're passionate about. But we have a partnership, too, with Modus Day. Uh, Modus Day is a network of scholars around the world that are doing research on church planting and disciple-making movements. And so uh, we've partnered with them in the development of a course called Foundations for a Missiology of Movements. And super excited about that uh, that partnership and the things that have been emerging because of that. Uh, one of those things, and let me mention this since we're talking about modus day is since we're here since we're here uh is an upcoming uh event at Wheaton College in partnership with the church Multipli- uh, multiplication Institute that was founded by Ed Stetzer and Jeff Christofferson and directed by daniel yang and that is a uh, uh an event um, uh, featuring David Garrison who will be talking about the uh, co- contribution that the global church can make to the U.S. church, the American church. So I'm excited about uh, that event with David. David has been uh, a part of our master classes as well and uh, a real fan of ephesiology. So I'm excited to be joining that event on a panel discussion with others who are interested to see and to learn About how the global church can help us think about church planting in our context. And that's coming up at Wheaton College on September 13th. And it's open to uh, those who are interested in it. So you can see that announcement on our Facebook page, but also uh, look at Modus Day and the Church uh, Multiplication Institute at Wheaton for uh, the details of that. But from, I think, Ten o'clock in the morning to one o'clock in the afternoon uh, is when that event is occurring, or maybe it's eleven o'clock. But you, you can check on our on our Facebook page and on uh, the Church Multiplication Institute's page as well for that cool. more information about that event. Okay, so Alan and David Garrison
0: and Modus Day, and uh, what are, what are some of the other partnerships that we have uh, going with the Physiology?
1: Yeah, well, we've partnered with uh, different seminaries, too, across Mm, the world. And uh, our first partnership was with Mission India Theological Seminary in India, uh, obviously, because of the name, Mm. uh, where we've developed a uh, Master of Arts program uh, focusing on a missiology of movements. And that was a partnership that really has launched us into thinking about developing partnerships with other seminaries. So we're partnering with uh, Ebenezer uh, Bible College in Nepal, as well as the Asia Graduate School of Theology in Nepal. And I'm excited about those partnerships. In fact, we just finished a class uh, with Nepali students from the Asia Graduate School of Theology, which was a lot of fun to to do uh, and to have their input on uh, topics of uh, theology of missions. Let's see, we've partnered with um, uh, three seminaries in the U.S. We've already talked about Knox, but we're in the beginnings of a partnership with Bethany Global University in uh, um, Minneapolis, as well as with Kairos University, which is our, our big partnership where we're offering degrees, a Master of Arts degree, a Master of Divinity degree, and a Doctor of Ministry degree.
0: Those all sound wonderful. So wonderful, in fact, that starting today, at least today being the recording here in September, um, I am actually starting the Doctor of Ministry program through Master masterclasses and Kairos University. So um, certainly when I finished my master's degree at phoenix seminary i thought i am done with school but god had different plans and michael has continued to harp on me i mean encourage me uh to take this route uh humorously actually dr grudem like when i finished at phoenix seminary he like pulled me aside and like looked me in the eye and he was like don't count out more schooling Mm. there could be more ahead just don't let this be the end. And so through Michael Cooper, uh, it has continually been been told to me, don't let this be the end. And so uh, I start in the Doctor of Ministry program, and I'm very, very excited.
1: uh, Well, I am excited too for you, Andrew, because I think the area that you're interested in, that you'll be researching and looking at is so important uh, for us, for the church, especially in North America. So give us give us a synopsis of that. What what is it that you're going to be doing? Uh I, I think at some point we should probably actually
0: have uh my friend Chad Clarkson on yeah. to talk about uh, the Houston Church Planting Network. Uh, if you are a I'm, listener, how do we how have we not had him on yet? I know that's what I was just thinking. How could we have not had Chad on? Uh Chad and some many other wonderful wonderful church leaders. About twelve years ago, started the Houston Church Planting Network, and uh, we actually celebrated our 100th gathering yesterday. And Mm. uh, what we have been able to see God do, both in the starting of new churches, in the reestablishment of some other churches that either have been planted, have existed, maybe on the decline, and then uh the training up of future church planters actually having some version of a pipeline um it's being done by churches together in Houston um mm. it's being done cross denominationally or interdenominationally uh we are working together to see more churches planted and um what i have seen here on the ground in Houston never ceases to amaze me the the camaraderie the brotherhood between pastors church leaders ministry organization leaders um there is a a kinship that has just been set on fire and so we have our eyes set on the city of what is it going to take to actually reach all of houston uh every man woman and child uh with the good news of jesus and i know I know it sounds just like every other aspirational mission statement that you have heard in every great organization or church that you have been a part of. And I have created those things. I have stated those things. What I see with HCPN is different. And it is, it is actually happening. And it, it, it's always a reminder to me. I don't think they're blowing smoke. Uh, when they say it, but we typically for our main gatherings that we have monthly, um, speakers will come from all across the nation. It's almost every single speaker when they get up, they say, I don't think you guys understand what a unique and wonderful thing you have here with HCPN. And they always say, we have been across the nation and we have never seen anything like this. This is unique and this is wonderful. And they all say, I wish we had this in my city. And so what my work is going to do is work with HCPN and through my church near town um, to say, what is it going to take to actually help see this in other cities? Now, God has been moving well ahead of my desire to study this. Like HCPN is already trying to answer that question, uh, but I'm going to join in that and uh, really do what I can to study it and, and help us See the church grow uh across the nation across the world through mm. what will end up developing, so I don't want to spoil too much or or uh talk too aspirationally, considering I'm literally starting today so uh there's a lot ahead of me but
1: that's that's what i'm doing that's that's yeah. why I'm in the doctor of ministry program, and I'm very excited well, I'm excited about that too, because as we've been talking about over the past few years is that there's a tremendous need in North America. Um, by some estimates, we're, we're uh, seeing people talk about the need to plant anywhere between eight and 12,000 churches annually, and we're nowhere close to that. And the only way that that's going to happen is through the multiplication of existing churches and the starting of new churches that have in their DNA this idea of multiply, multiplying and replicating uh as, as they continue to reach out in their communities. So I'm excited about the contribution that you're going to make to some of that thinking, Andrew. Um, I'm very excited. Um, I think, I think there's that, like, I,
0: uh, I have all of the, uh, giddiness of starting something new. And I know that the reality of how difficult this is going to be will come and slap me in the face shortly. But right now I'm stuck in the giddiness, so I'm very, very excited. Um, <laughs> um, and and certainly with this, uh, the reality of I'm going to help, but I don't think I'm going to solve all the problems, right? Like it's, you know, the world has been waiting for me to pursue this. No, that's definitely not it. Um, but I am very excited for the ways that God is going to use this to help me in my role at Neartown, to help me in my role here within Houston and then do all I can to help set things up to just go in other mm-hmm. cities.
1: Um, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. That's- yeah, and, and I'm just thinking too about a recent podcast that we recorded uh, with Clayton Green at the summit collaborative in North Carolina. And uh, there are things that are going on that are super positive. And that one of those was, uh, the, the, that we learned about was from Clayton uh, at at uh, the Summit Collaborative, and and you've got super excited about that because you're. I can remember uh, as you were interacting with Clayton, just the enthusiasm of mm-hmm. saying, "Wow, look, this is going on!" And the networking now that's taking place between you and Clayton, and um, th- that's making this all the more exciting as we see th- these ideas begin to take root in different cities yeah. uh, across the country and th- and this has significant impact on missions because as i as i've said before missions global missions will be impacted by the the north american church and as the north american church if it continues on the trajectory that we're seeing it could adversely affect uh global missions and so to make the north american church uh, the reproducible and reproductive uh, is going to help the health of missions around the world. But uh, th- that leads me into uh, another uh, the partnership that, or or multiple partnerships, okay, okay, that we're working on uh, on the continent of Africa. And we're not quite ready yet to make these announcements, but um, we're getting to the place where we're coming alongside of some uh dear brothers and sisters uh, in on the african continent to think about how can we mobilize the church in the global south into missions and so i'm i've been very excited to interact with uh believers in malawi and kenya about these ideas and uh and begin to think about you know what is it going to look like for us to come alongside of our brothers and sisters in the global South to help to mobilize them into global missions. Because it's time for the global South to send more missionaries into the world. And and uh, and so, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the part that uh, we're going to play in, in doing that, the small part that we'll play in doing that.
0: Well, we'll play our part, right? We're going to do what we can and uh, go where God tells us, uh, stir the pot as it may. Um, with organizations.
1: Yeah. And you know, this exciting thing, Andrew, and you know, this has been a a part of the heartbeat of ephesiology is that this isn't us doing things rather it's us looking at what God is doing and asking him, how can we join in what you're already doing? And that, that will continue to animate everything that we do. Uh, We want to have God's eyes and God's heart in seeing what he's doing in the world. And then just simply be responsible to take the steps through those doors that he's opened uh, and where he's already working and just see what see what he's going to do. As a friend told me once, um, those are some mighty strong
0: coattails that we are riding on. Uh, we are not the one initiating or starting or doing our things. We're literally jumping on the backside of God as he walks and, yeah. and following uh, in that path. Um, you mentioned Clayton Green in a podcast that we recorded, so let's let's turn our attention not just to the amazing partnerships that God has initiated and that we are seeing happen now through a physiology and a physiology masterclasses. Where are we going this season with our podcast, Michael?
1: Well, yeah, that's a great question. And uh, we'll probably do this like we do every season, and we just kind of see where the Lord might guide us. Uh, but we do know, you know, we have this great podcast with Clayton that'll air here in the next couple of weeks. We have a, a super encouraging one with uh, Dr. David Pope and Dr. Rob Meyer, who uh, are leaders in Dora International. Door International is a ministry focused on the deaf around the world. And by some estimates, they would be one of the largest uh, the unreached and in many cases, unengaged people groups. And so I'm excited about the podcast that we did with them and uh, look forward to that uh, to airing here in the next couple of weeks as well. And then um, at the end of our last season, we put out to our listeners uh, the opportunity to ask questions. So we've received a a number of responses from our listeners. And so we'll begin to dive dive in a little bit more deeply into those uh, questions and uh, see if we might be able to provide some insight. Some of those questions, I do remember uh, uh, some of them. And I thought, holy cow how can we answer those questions but they're they're great questions and um if we don't have the answers i know that we're going to seek out people who do and have them on the podcast and and uh address the the questions that our listeners have have uh, provided for us now so we have some questions
0: but let's just say that the hat is not brimming with questions yet there are questions. they are great questions. We can't wait to answer some of them on the mics, but please send more, right? Please send more questions our way. Uh, last time, I dropped my email address, Andrew Johnson at neartownchurch and I'm asking you, please, please, please send us some more questions, things that you would like uh, for Michael and I to touch on. Um, I guess my encouragement with this um Ask some questions that might be spinning in your head that you think, man, the church of today really needs to move in this direction, or this seems to be an obstacle or a hurdle that we see, we can't seem to get past. What What is it going to take? A- and let our conversation around that be something that is going to be a propellant uh, to help push you forward, your church, uh, those who are around you closer towards Jesus. Um, let's engage in that. So if there's a question along those lines, please, please, please throw that our way. Um, If it doesn't so much line up with that, but it's still a question you'd like an answer to throw that our way. Um, We'll see if we can do that. Uh, But we want to spend some time engaging uh, with what God is bringing into your world and see if, What you might not realize is that what you are seeing and wondering about somebody on the other side of the continent, somebody on the other side of the nation might actually have those exact same questions. Uh, And so by asking it, uh, we can actually serve one another in the answering. Uh, So uh, Michael, shoot, we have covered so many things today. Uh, Is there anything that I'm still leaving on the shelf uh, that we haven't pulled down to,
1: to mention or talk about? Oh boy, I I hope there's not that's that's has my head still spinning, um, yeah. So I think we've done a good job covering what's new in a physiology and what's upcoming in the podcast. And um, I, I just want to say, Andrew, I'm so grateful for you mm. uh, that you've been a part of this from the beginning, just like Matt was, and uh, grateful for our continuing partnership and friendship. Uh, and and, uh, just the collaborative nature that we have in thinking about these things. So I'm looking forward to another good season with you. I I can echo the same. And uh, Michael,
0: uh, hopefully by the end of it, I will have not one, but two uh, postgraduate degrees. Uh, to blame you for because actually I, <laughs> I got my master's partially responsible. Uh, it's Michael's fault because he kept encouraging me to go and uh, take some more schooling. So he is already to blame for one of my degrees. Uh, I guess two because you were my professor in college. So I already have two degrees to blame you for, and we're about to have a third. So, uh,
1: well, those are good things to be blamed for.
0: Yep, I'll take it. Well, to you, our listener, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for uh, jumping on the train for season four of the Ephesiology podcast. Certainly, we want to hear from you. Please engage with us where we are on Instagram, uh, Facebook, occasionally Twitter, uh, but probably mainly on those two platforms. If you do have questions for this season, email me at Johnson at neartownchurch.org. So, for Michael or myself, in the Ephesiology Podcast. Thanks for listening.